beautiful song that was this morning. Welcome to everybody that's joining us online this morning. It's great to have you with us today at City Church, and it's an honor that you would take the time to join in this morning and be with us. The church family, how are you going this morning? Tell me about your uh, breakfast or what you've been up to over these last uh, few weeks. I'm sure there's some exciting stories of things you've been up to. Um, it's great to uh, to see you there. I can see your comments coming up on the screen. There's people saying that, Robin Pemberton saying that's beautiful worship, and I absolutely agree. And um, yeah, Max, I be- uh, same thing. Energy from Marty and Ali there. And uh, I love the passion and the desire as we come to worship, whether it's for... A, uh, an, an auditorium where there's nobody in it, or whether it's a full auditorium, it's to an audience of one that we sing and that we worship, and it's great to be able to do that. So I'm going to pray this morning, then let's get into the Word today. So Lord, I just thank you for your Word, that it's powerful. It has the ability to transform our mind, Lord God, transform our lives. It brings correction. It brings encouragement, Lord Jesus. It, it helps our spirit be lifted as we read your Word, as we hear from your Word. Our faith is built. Our life is built, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for your Word. I pray today as your Word is spoken that you would speak to each and every one of us, Lord. Let it speak deep. Deeply into our hearts, Lord God, and bring encouragement and life, I pray, in the powerful name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we are continuing our series today, What Are You Thinking? And this is part four and the final installment of the series, What Are You Thinking? Thoughts that frame your future. We're going to be talking about that, about that today, about thoughts that frame our future. Now, with this series, there has been a number of people that have sent through to me a certain video clip that has really triggered them as we've talked about this series, What Are You Thinking? And so I want you to have a look at your screen just for a second, and let's watch this video clip together. Das hier ist mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächters. Das Gerät und das Gerät. Überlebensradar. Mayday, Mayday. Hello, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you... Over. We are sinking. We are sinking. Hello? This is the German Coast Guard. What are you thinking about? So, so there it is. So many people have sent me that video clip since we started this series. You know, this series actually wasn't inspired by that video clip, but it really has taken on a life of its own. So what are you thinking about today, church? We really want to ask that question and ask you about what are you thinking about? What's the deep thoughts that are going on in your mind? Let's make sure that we are lining our lives up with the things that really matter, lining our lives up with the Word of God and thinking about the things that are going to help us to live the life that God wants us to live. Because we know the truth is if we think better thoughts, we'll live better lives. And our thoughts really govern the way that uh, we live our lives. They govern our, our feelings and our emotions and our choices. As we make the right choices, as we, as we think the right thoughts, as we allow these feelings to be processed in our mind, it really helps us to be able to live the life that God's called us to live. Because Dr. Caroline Leaf, she says it this way, your mind is how you think, feel, and choose. Your mind is how you think, feel, and choose. I love in Romans 12 verse 2, it says, 
Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That word transform, it means metamorphosis, a change of shape, a change of shape that your thinking would cause your life to look different. That as believers in Jesus, where we are in a world where there is so much chaos and negativity and criticism and so many people that are struggling right now, and we are not immune from that. We are the same in the sense that there is struggle and challenge around us and that we are all faced with. But we have the ability to have a different shape, to have a different way of thinking, to have the mind of Christ in a world that's lost its mind, to be able to think better thoughts that help us to be able to live better lives. We know the truth is that if we change our thinking, we can change our lives. And so if we really start to align our lives with the Word of God, like it says here, and tra- allow God to transform the way we think, it'll, it'll help us to be able to live better lives. See, we still feel the fear just like everybody else. And this this series isn't a diminishing of people's emotions and feelings and just saying, hey, don't experience things and don't don't feel things. That's just not what this is about. We all feel things as human beings. We all feel disappointments or shame or, or fear or anxiety. Those things uh, all affect each one of our hearts. And so it's not saying that we will never experience those things. But having the right thinking helps us to be able to respond to those things the right way. And I want to say right from the outset of this message, if you're struggling, I want to encourage you to get professional help. If you need to talk to someone, or need to talk to a counsellor, or, 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 or be able to speak to someone about it, let's make the right decisions to be able to help us get on track and have the right thoughts. There is no shame in that. In fact, that's a great decision. We should all be looking out for each other and and helping one another. And it's great to be able to take these general principles. But sometimes we need some extra help to get back on track. And I want to encourage you this morning, if that is you, make some good decisions to seek professional help. Get some help because right now we need our thoughts to come up to a higher level. We need our thoughts to be able to help us stay on track in a time that is really unprecedented in history. And let's get through this together. You have a whole church family that's loving, caring, and supporting one another. We know the truth is that challenges can actually bring out the best in humanity. Challenges can cause great leaders to rise up. Challenges can cause us to have an overcoming spirit. If if you're not overcoming something, that means that there is no challenge. And we know the truth is that Scripture tells us time and time again that in Christ, we are overcomers. There are things that, we, uh, that will challenge us, but we will rise up because our, our God has overcome the world. He's given us the mind of Christ. We have purpose and destiny on the inside of us that help us to be able to keep moving forward even in the midst of challenge. Scripture for this year, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands or a clean heart become stronger and stronger. And I'm believing that for you when it comes to your mind, when it comes to your thinking, that even though there's challenges around us, that we would feel the strength of God on the inside of us. So you don't get wine unless you crush grapes. You don't get oil unless you crush the olives. You don't get flour unless you crush the wheat. Some of the most beautiful things can come out of our life, even in the midst of pain. The trials and the challenges that are around us, God can achieve a lot through it. But it's how we respond. 
It's how we choose to respond to the challenges. I love when Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but we are not destroyed. And that's the kind of overcoming spirit that we have as believers in Christ, the mind of Christ that helps us to be able to overcome in every season. I want to encourage you today, church. I want to encourage you, whoever is joining us today online, that you have an overcoming spirit on the inside of you. As we put our faith and trust in Jesus, there is nothing that you cannot overcome. See, how we choose to respond in this season really speaks to us about what we believe in and what our focus is upon. And so I want to look this morning at our key text today, and it's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and it says this, Don't worry about anything. There's a declaration right there. There's some encouragement for all of us right there. Don't worry about anything. Instead... Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, Then the God of peace will be with you. I love the practicality of the Word of God, that it helps us to be able to focus our minds on things that are going to lead to life and peace, not death and destruction in our lives. And so I want to talk this morning about three decisions to frame your future thoughts. Three decisions to frame your future thoughts. And the first one this morning is this. Number one, decide to lift your thoughts to God. Decide to lift your thoughts to God. It says here, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. See, God knows your thoughts. He knows the challenges that you're going through. He knows the obstacles that are in your mind and the roadblocks that can be there. He knows your tendency to overthink or your obsession about things or he knows the things that are going on in the unseen realm in your mind the problem is sometimes we leave it in the darkness there we don't expose it to the light of Jesus Christ we keep these dark thoughts about ourselves or about others or about our future we allow fear and anxiety to dictate terms to us and nobody else knows about it It just rattles around in our mind and these dark thoughts get bigger and bigger and they build these pathways that are leading us to places that are going to cause chaos and destruction in our lives. And the challenge for us is to bring those thoughts to the light. The scripture says that his thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. And so we live on a a lower level. And sometimes we have to be able to give these thoughts up to God. It says in Scripture so clearly that it says in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. 
So as we give over our thoughts, as we pray, as we seek God, as we tell God the things that are worrying us and the thoughts that are going on in our minds, as we submit them to God, we start to lift our thoughts to a higher authority. And that's the thing that it starts to bring transformation and change because we start to get God's light in our dark situations. I know for me, sometimes when I'm, say, frustrated or I'm going to respond in emotions to, to, to something, I'm going to send that email that it's, I'm responding to someone and I'm going to send an email because I'm pumped up about something or that's it, I'm getting them on the phone and I'm going to call them right now and I want to respond. I have this test when I'm in those moments where I, I, I go and I submit it to my wife. I go to Amy and I'm like, hey, what do you reckon about this beautifully crafted email that I've spent the last half an hour writing about? And she goes, nah, you're not sending that. Or I say, oh, well, I'm going to call this person and I'm just going to tell them straight. And, I'm gonna, and she, she, she'll just go, no, 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 you're not going to do that right now. And, it, and she's kind of the test for me to be able to do it. How even more so should it be when it comes to our thoughts with God? That we submit them to a higher authority. That we don't just respond on our own, but we come to God and say, God, I'm submitting this to you. Yeah, I feel afraid right now. Yeah, I feel worried right now. But God, I'm giving it to you. Let's put our energy into things that are going to bring solutions, like prayer, like thanksgiving, like bringing our request to God and saying, God, I ask you to meet this need. Instead of spending so much time worrying, being fearful and afraid, working ourselves up and forgetting about the things that really matter. See, it's funny when I have conversations with people that aren't in church and that aren't Christians and you get talking and then the, the question inevitably comes up, well, what do you do for work? And you tell them that you're a pastor and all of a sudden they've got saved and baptized within t- 10 seconds and they are, they are speaking a different way. They've, they've, they've butted out the cigarette on the ground. <laughs> they don't swear anymore. And, and it seems so crazy to me because they feel like they've got to behave because of a certain level of authority because of your position. And it's so hilarious to watch that take place. But I think what's happening is people are trying to align themselves to authority. And I think for all of us as believers, we need to align ourselves to the highest authority, which is Jesus. We're all sinners. We're all full of uh, wrong thoughts and and failure and and sin and and mistakes. And we've all, our lives are filled with those. But when we understand and we submit our lives to that authority, we submit our thoughts and we come to God, it helps us to be able to live at a higher level. We don't have to stay there any longer. We can live at a higher level. See, when you lift your thoughts to God, it changes things. It's hard to worship and worry at the same time. It's hard to be praying and sinning at the same time. Have you ever tried to do that? It's hard to be thankful to God and treating people around you badly. As we start to do these things and apply them and and give out these thoughts to God and and do the right things with our thoughts, it actually brings about the right actions. Our thoughts can help control and guide our direction and our actions. And I hope the people around us would see us as people that submit our requests to God, that come to God at our time of need and be able to really lift up our, our thoughts and our prayers and our concerns to God. Last night I got sent this video from the Campbells and it was a video of Lincoln Campbell uh, impersonating me and taking me off, taking the mickey out of his uh, pastor and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I'm going to play it for you now so have a look to the screens. Here's Lincoln this pretending to be me. from church when I'm at kids' church. I hope we're out of lockdown. Please 
and Heavenly Father. <laughs> In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. The audience goes. <laughs> and the audience goes at the end. I love it. I hope we're out of lockdown. Please be out of lockdown. I was laughing so much when I got that video sent to me last night. But it made me really think about the truth that I hope that the people around us, the next generation, the people that are around us, that we model the kind of life that says, hey, when there's challenge and when there's trial, we go to God. When there's things that we don't understand, when there's things that are beyond our comprehension, we go to God. When there's depression and anxiety all around us, we go to God and we ask God to come and meet us even in our time of need. And yeah, that video is funny, but I hope it's a sign of things to come for all of us, that the people around us would see us as people that submit our lives to God, that pray, that seek God, even in moments where we're in lockdown. Let us out of lockdown. Let us out of lockdown. We pray in Jesus' name. We all want to see that. So it says in Colossians 3 verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I love what it says in Thessalonians, rejoice always and pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that that's the only thing you ever do in your life, pray, but it means you keep an open-ended conversation with God and you say, God, I've got a concern right now, I'm submitting it to you. There's a need, let's put our energy into that and let's pray and do it. When you lift your thoughts to God, your thoughts become accountable to a higher authority. Secondly, this morning, direct your thoughts wisely. We've talked about deciding to lift our thoughts to God. And the second thing is to direct your thoughts wisely. I love what it says in Philippians 4 verse 8. It says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. See, these eight words are used for the things that should fill the Christian's thought life. And I love that it's practical, that, that it's really outlaid for us to be able to help us and guide us to think about these thoughts. You know, the word think that's used here is translated into the words take into account. So in other words, what Scripture is saying is saying, when there's chaos around you or when you're thinking through your thoughts, take into account truth. Take into account honor. Take into account what is right. Take into account what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise. Take those things into account. Start to let them come into the equation of your mind. So your thoughts will shape your attitudes and direct your words and actions. As we allow our thoughts to, to be thinking and focusing on things and be directed towards things that are going to bring life, it will help transform the way you live. See, focus on what is true, not what is, un not what is false. Focus on what is honorable, not dishonoring. Pure, not evil. Lovely, not harmful or hateful. Admirable, not diminishing others. Excellent, not poor thinking. Worthy of praise, not criticism of others. When we start to make that adjustment, it actually brings transformation into our life. Now, I remember when I was... 22 years old, I lost my job. And I lost my job in an unfair way. There was some things that were really going wrong. And um, in a lot of ways, I was unfairly treated. I was dismissed not because of a fault of my own, but because the people that above me were doing the wrong thing. And that had been exposed. And as part of that, I was doing the right thing with my reporting of that to the people that needed to know about it. 
And it was a really, really difficult time in my life. And I, I can tell you honestly, it was one of, the, one of the darkest periods of my life. I'd lost my mum when I was 11. I'd gone through my dad with, with his gambling addiction through my teenage years. And my dad passed away when I was 18. And I felt like it was perhaps a, a compound concussion of grief. And then I thought, I'm in control. I'm in ministry. I'm doing my thing. I'm loving God. I'm serving people. And I felt like there was one thing I was in control of. All the other things, the chaos that had happened. But I, I felt like there was a trajectory in my life that I was going towards. And just in one moment, it just went bang. Like a wall just came up and I just crashed straight into that wall. I remember the time because I felt, I felt a sense of humiliation. I know for Amy and I, we were, we were both on staff and we both lost our jobs. And it ended up that we, I remember giving, giving notice for our rental and moving in with a, a family in our church. And I never felt so humiliated and embarrassed as I did in that moment. As someone that's a doer, that has that desire to have control... I'd lost all control and I felt so embarrassed as a, as a new husband that I couldn't provide, that I couldn't do what I would usually be able to do and I just felt completely demoralized about the whole situation. It seems so stupid considering all the other things that had happened in my life but it was just this, this trigger that it felt like it all just caught up and I just felt so humiliated. I remember talking to a pastor and I was just going over it in my head and this pastor said to me, Ben, don't just keep rehearsing the hurt. Don't just keep rehearsing the pain, going over and over it in your head because it's only going to do you damage. And I remember thinking in that moment, you know what? I've got to make a decision to let this go. I've got to make a decision to submit this to, to God and to start to direct my thoughts to things that actually God wants me to focus on, to direct my energy to things because I felt so deflated. I felt so... I felt so dejected that my emotions and my energy was just going towards that moment. I was rehearsing it and all my energy and focus was into that. But I had to make the decision in that moment to say, you know what? Now I need to lift my eyes to things that matter. God does have a plan and a purpose for my life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God is with me, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I started to just speak those things into my own life and into my own spirit. Just to get perspective again, to be able to see that God was with me. See, some of these things that take our energy, uh, our worry and fear and disappointment, and what they do is they actually just steal our energy. When we focus on things like thankfulness, appreciation, encouragement, it starts to give our lives energy. See, sometimes we are mentally exhausted because we've been running a marathon of worry in our heads. And it actually causes you, to, causes you to be physically exhausted. Ever been around anybody that's had an anxiety attack or a panic attack? You can see somebody that on the other side of that is exhausted. It sucks energy out of their life. And that's what happens when we allow worry and fear to dictate terms to our life. We've got to redirect our focus. See, I've always wanted to be able to direct an orchestra. I would have thought I thought that would be so cool with one of those little things up there and just that little stick there and be able to direct the orchestra. Well, can I encourage you this morning? You are directing the orchestra of your emotions. You're directing the orchestra of your thoughts. You are the person that can make the decisions on that, the highs and the low notes. Yeah, there's going to be things that happen to you in life, but how you respond and the sound that comes out of your life, that's decided by you. You can direct that. 
you can start to make those decisions to be able to help and guide that. It says in Isaiah 26 verse 3, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I think what a powerful scripture for us to be reminded of this morning. And thirdly and finally this morning, we need to discipline our mind. It says, I've written here for number three, discipline your mind regularly. See, it's not just a one and done decision to have good thoughts one day and then allow your mind to run down that rabbit hole of negative thoughts the next or the next day or the next day and build patterns in your life. We need to make the decision to think good thoughts and discipline our mind regularly, to take our thoughts captive to obedience to Christ, to make sure that we are lining up with what God wants us to think, to think thoughts that are going to bring strength to your life. Discipline it. It's like if you just go to the gym once a year, it's not going to have the desired effect. If you have... I don't know, some broccoli in your day, but the rest of your day, you're eating the chocolate, you're eating the chips, you're eating everything else. That one bit of broccoli aren't going to save you. You need to make sure that you start to eat healthy as a pattern. You need to make sure that you start to exercise as a pattern of health. You need to start to think better as a pattern that's going to bring health and strength to your life. See, some things we can regularly do that help us is we can make patterns of thankfulness in our life. We can share our concerns through prayer regularly with God. We can read the Bible regularly and, and, and listen to what God is saying. We can think of ways to bless others as a regular pattern in our life, and then we can act on it. We can stop negative thoughts by replacing them with good ones. We can memorize Scripture. There's a good one. As we memorize Scripture, it's helping us focus on something that's going to bring strength to our life. Someone said this about that. Think of the Bible verses we memorize as the Holy Spirit's vocabulary. I love that. Think of the Bible verses we memorize as the Holy Spirit's vocabulary. See, we've got to start to think these different thoughts. I read this just during the week, and I want to, I want to read it to you uh, and encourage you with it. It's, out of, it's, it's a, a friend, Gabriel Finocchio, who wrote this, and he said this, Everyone hates ritual, except at their wedding or at a fancy dinner, or for the long weekend, or at Christmas, or Thanksgiving, or for their favorite sport. When it comes to the things we love, we can't be ritualistic enough. But when it comes to God, we somehow think that He hates detail, that He loathes anything predictable. Since when did ritual stop us from celebrating a birthday? A birthday without ritual is thought to be lifeless. A birthday without food and cakes and songs and gifts and candles is thought to be uncelebrated. So why can't we celebrate God the same way? Why do we strictly impose rituals on, those, on others for ourselves? But when the church imposes rituals on us, it's dead and lifeless. Maybe we are the ones who are dead and lifeless. Maybe God is asking us to celebrate Him every Sunday with forms too wonderful for words and we stay back for fear or for fun, of fun. Maybe we need to be loving children again, loving every ritual of celebration, not because it is dead, but because we are alive. And I think what a great thought 
that there are patterns that we can have in our life, patterns like prayer, patterns like reading the Word, patterns like being in church, patterns like encouraging one another, patterns like being in a connect group. These are things that bring strength and health to our life. You know, it says in Romans 8 verse 6, For, we, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Now, coming to the end of this series today, I want to encourage you. Let's together make the decision to think better thoughts. Let's choose to give our worries and concerns to God. Let's choose to direct our thoughts to things that God wants us to focus on. Let's choose this morning and this week and in the months and years ahead, let's choose to be people that discipline our mind regularly to think thoughts that are going to bring health and strength. You know, in conclusion today, it says in 1 Peter 1 verse 13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of of Jesus Christ. There's a thought worth meditating on. Putting our focus and attention on Jesus and focusing on the things that really matter. We have the ability to change the pathways in our brain. We have the ability to to actually bring change and transformation as we meditate and focus on these things that God's instructed us to focus on. And I want to encourage you today. Let's be people that think better thoughts You have the mind of Christ, even in a world that has lost its mind. And so, Lord, today, I pray for each and every person that's watching, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you would remind us again that we have been given the mind of Christ, that we can think differently in a world that's going crazy, God. We thank you, Lord, that we have thoughts that bring peace and strength and comfort, Lord God, thoughts that build our lives and build the lives of others. I pray that our thoughts would be aligned with your word, that we would think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy, that we would think about things that are going to bring life and peace to us and to the world around us. God, help us in the disciplines of thinking through the right thoughts. Lord, help us to be able to submit our thoughts to you, God. And I pray, help us to be able to just continually choose to put you first. Continually choose to allow our thoughts to be disciplined into obedience with Christ. I pray and I ask it this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, today, I'm not sure who's been watching us today or who's been connecting with us here in this online format, but I do know this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life and He wants to know you personally. He wants to know you in a personal relationship. And the most beautiful thing that you can do is just receive that relationship. It's so simple and so easy to do, but it gives your life purpose and direction. You're created to be in relationship with God. And today I'm going to pray a simple prayer. I'm going to give you a few moments, pause in between the different sentences of the prayer for you to be able to pray it in your heart or pray it out loud. And we're going to make the decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you're making a recommitment today or maybe you're for the first time going to pray this prayer. But I know it's going to change your life. I know it's going to do a transformation work on the inside of you and help you to live the purposeful life that God's called you to live. And so why don't we pray this prayer together? Dear Lord Jesus, Today I give you my life. 
for my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live each day for you and to serve you only. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to play a video in a few moments and it's going to be able to tell you if you made that decision today, how to follow Jesus and how to, and how to get connected with us so that we can help you on that journey. And so in a few moments' time, we're going to be watching that and seeing that. I saw on the screen a few people uh, noticing about the footy this weekend. Well done to the, the Giants on the win. I saw, uh, I saw you there, Robin, getting excited about the Eels as well. And I must, I must confess, it's been a while since we've had a sports report. And I, and I can just remind you this morning that the Newcastle Knights are in the top eight and we're gearing up for a push for the finals as well. Church, we love you so much. And we really do miss seeing you in person and really miss being able to be together. But we are still the church. We are still united. We're still doing life together. And let's continue to call one another, connect with one another, be cheeky about the footy with one another, and just look after one another. It is tough right now. And people are doing it tough. And so let's not just assume that everyone's going okay. But let's make sure we make the decision to reach out, love one another, care for one another during this time. And I'm really looking forward to Tuesday night when we have our prayer meeting together, gathering together to really be able to pray and pray for specific needs. And so I'd love you to join us there as well. But church, be blessed. If you made that decision, why don't you have a look to the screens this morning? We'd love to encourage you in your decision to follow Jesus. If you are new or have made a decision to follow Jesus, we'd love for you to head to our website, citychurchau.com. Scroll down to the I'm new or follow Jesus tab. Once you click on that, a form will appear. Fill out your name, your email, and a message and send it off. Once we get this, one of our staff will contact you about the decision you have made and how to best follow you up from here.